Hey you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast. Zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. 
imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. All right, everybody. Hi. Hey. <laughs> I'm chilling in the studio, Pam Benjamin. It's after 10 o'clock on a Friday. And I'm here. There's a bunch of candy in front of me, which can only make me amazingly happy. Hello. Got candy. Oh, no. You're listening to Mutiny Radio, dot FM and dot SF. Whiskey water, color, apple juice. That's what I'm talking about now. What? Okay. Hopefully the guys come back. If they don't, that's cool, too. Just gonna play some music on Mutiny Radio. I love the concept that I get to be here and say whatever I want, and people might or might not be listening. (laughs) I'm very excited about the concept of that. Thanks for being here. And if you aren't, whatever. Doesn't matter. Oh, is it loud enough? I tried to work. Okay. Someday I'll be good enough. Oh, Jesus. I'm looking at Jesus. I love Mutiny Radio because everywhere I look is stuff that I want to see. Like, it's covered in weird art and memories and amazing things. And it feels like, it feels like when I was seven and our neighbors had like a clubhouse and it was super cool because they had like their dads, like Playboys or whatever. You know? But it felt super cool when you were back there. It's like, oh, it's this weird thing. It's this weird clubhouse. And it's like, this is. And I feel like I'm an adult and I made a clubhouse. And it's like if you're a dirtbag anywhere in the world, you know who you are, my dirtbag friends. Like, this is my aesthetic, bro. Like, I love. We have so many dead animals on the walls. <laughs> there's like there's like a dead animal hat there, and there's dead animal skin there. And then there's a possum undertaker in the corner. Thanks, Jenner. What an amazing artist. How many artists are represented in this building? So many. And gosh darn it, do I love art. All right. I'm done talking. I need to drink this whiskey water color apple juice. Uh, let's see what we can do here. La la la, la la la. Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship. 
as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast. Zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it, and don't let the poets lie to you. 
Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance 
on the Chancellor. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. cool let's do it <laughs> all right you guys welcome this is friends of the pod in studio with me is uh Ms. zima wyatt tell me about yourself hey how you doing um, yeah, i'm zima wyatt and actually i was born here in san francisco uh, in chinatown and i live oh. in oakland now Oh wow! Um, but Chinatown—that must have been interesting, cause uh, the last time I went to Chinatown, um, I don't know if you see it on Facebook or not or whatnot, but um, I went to Speakeasy for one of my friend's birthday, and that's in Chinatown. Ah. Yeah, it's uh, it was a it was a hell of experience, but I don't know when when, when you get there, it's like. 
It's wow. Yeah, the yeah. energy. The energy is awesome. It's awesome. I'm sure in 1960, I was probably the only African American born in a Chinese hospital. <laughs> <laughs> But, oh, um, 1960, oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, I know, I know I don't look it. I know, thank you very uh, much. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but remember, no, Quinn's my 21. sister, so yeah, look no, at her. Ex- exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the queen, Quinn Mejia. Yes, <laughs> she is. <yes. laughs> Out floating around in cyberspace somewhere. Yeah, she's she's doing something. She's going to telecommute for now, and she, she's going to try and make it later on. But, you know, she has, she has some stuff to deal with, and yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. That oh. happens sometimes. But and the, the dynamic, oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, so, so tell me how you know, uh, tell me how you know the queen. Wow. Now, that's a story in, of all stories. We've been knowing each other since, mm, I think, I was in the sixth grade, and she was in the eighth grade. Um, we actually went to the same church. Um, we grew up in East Palo Alto. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Just tell me about yeah. that. Yeah. And my mother had so many kids, and I don't mean biological. Um, she adopted anyone and everyone that came along. And Quinn happened to be one of those souls that um, my mother, they just connected. And actually... Um, Quinn became the daughter that my, that I, I guess, <laughs> was <laughs> in the daughter that the foo foo shoo shoo. Let me put it in. <laughs> I totally understand that. <laughs> okay, you know Quinn. Okay, I totally so understand the foo-foo that. Shoo shoo. Yeah, I, I was not, and um, uh, Quinn just, like I said, she came into our life, and my mother just embraced her and. The relationship that the two of them had, like I said, people could come to my mother's house, you know, for dinner, and they wouldn't know who her biological children were because she had so many people calling her mom. Oh, that's yeah, you know, and (laughs) so (laughs) Quinn um, actually. it's a story that I don't know if she's ever told you, and I don't know if she wants to tell you. No, <laughs> it's not. I, I don't think uh, I don't think she opens up about her past like all that often to people like that. She's just like gotten close to. It's kind of it's kind of tough, but I see mm-hmm. that I see that sort of uh, that that evil wall she puts up, and she's such a diva. I mean, I love her, <laughs> but like. She's such a diva, and it comes. She with came like out of the womb a diva. Yeah, I totally agree with that. <laughs> but a good, I mean, she just had this spirit that um, my mother understood her, where sometimes your parents may not understand you, and it may take someone else's mother or father that can see something through you. you yeah, know, just like um, people who work with children. Um, they can see something in that child that their parents may not see, and then they can convey that to the parent, just like when kids go to school, and something that the parent's not seeing because the teacher is yeah. with them all day long. You know, they see a behavior that isn't normal in the household. 
So Quinn, which, had, which is why like they're able to give advice to parents exactly, and stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And my mother had that type of um, heart. She worked for a mortuary in East Palo Alto, so oh, she was one. always giving to others. Yeah. And so, like I said, she um, took Quinn under her wing. And the funny part of the Quinn and Zima story is. We're only two years apart. But there is a lifetime of experience between you two. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So when we were in high school, um, Quinn was in the 12th grade and I was a freshman. I mean, no, she was in the 11th and I was a freshman. Now, to this day, it's funny. Quinn did not realize how close in age we were. Because she, you know, she was my big sister. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a, a year, a year and some change apart, like it could mean, it could quite literally mean life or death. A decade. Yeah. <laughs> if exactly. you're, you know, it depends. And she had older sisters. I had older brothers. So my growing up was a little different than her growing up. But we were in high school together. I played on the basketball team. I was on the band. And Quinn, yeah. I mean, we were out of she, high school. She's probably just been singing for like 50 years. Yes, or yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm at school every day. And one day, I think it was like in 2004, um, we hadn't seen each other for like 20 years. And we finally reconnected. And she said, you know, I never realized you were only two years younger than I am. I said, well, Quinn, I was in high school with you. She said, I just thought you was up in high school hanging out. I said, you thought an eighth grader was hanging out and you thought Miss Maggie was going to let me hang out in high school for two years on the basketball team, on the softball team, in the band. She says, well, it just never registered. I just thought you was hanging out at and school. The, and now that, that's kind of that's kind of crazy because um, like back when you guys were in high school, it was like the, the, 70s. the 70s. Yeah, the and 70s. All, all this stuff's going on, like the Beatles and like oh, Jimmy Hendrix yes. is making a splash on the radio. Yeah, There's so much media, but there's a, there's a totally different stigma that's going on. And what like what really catches my eye is like you were an athlete and she was you know probably she probably a thespian diva. yeah no, she was the diva you know she was in to the cosmetics tap. and so cosmetology so okay. we all went to Quinn to get our hair done <laughs> oh okay that makes yes, sense yes Quinn is a bad mm-hmm. hair stylist oh she's a definitely a bad mama jamma and a <laughs> dynamite singer so you get all that in one person so she's had this you know she sang with josephine baker at 14 what she never told me that (laughs) i'm sorry sis but yes you know at the circle star theater in redwood city so she's had that fever and she'll she's gonna take it to her grave I wanted. I want to take a moment. You said Redwood City. You guys grew up in East Palo Alto. Yes, the Peninsula. Oh my good! The the Peninsula itself has like a different energy, but uh, Redwood City, like you could tell the people in Redwood City, despite all the stuff that's like Mm -hmm. going on, they have like Mm -hmm. a sort of like. 
character. Right. Yeah. Right. I used to live in a pl- an area called Friendly Acres. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been pretty friendly. And it was. It was really cool. It was like the quietest part of Redwood City. You know, it was a long marsh road. Okay. And, that um, a- yeah, it yeah. was just an area with a bunch of duplexes that um, were really nice. And the people, a lot of us worked for Ray Camp Corporation, yeah. which was just on the other side of Marsh Road. Yeah, it's. I think it's still in there. In Menlo Park, it yeah. is. It's called Tyco now. Yeah. Yeah, I worked there for 11 years um, from 19 to 30. Years well, old, well, yeah. Tyco is what I know from like the 90s because right. I'm an 80s yeah. baby. I was born in 87. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I know exactly what you're talking about because you exit Marsh and like on the left is Redwood City. Right. On the right is Menlo Park. Right. Yeah. And then up, and if you go uh, east, west a little bit, you'll be in Woodside. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I loved uh, Peninsula, um, but I also love the East Bay and I miss San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's something there's something about the peninsula. I've I've been in the peninsula pretty much my whole life, except for mm-hmm. college. Like I needed to get out of here for college. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, I went to UCLA. Uh, it was probably like my worst and best decision of my life. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean it was worse because I don't know the people are very. Um, when I went there from between 2005 and 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, there was because Hollywood is like right there. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody just became la la. Not not. <laughs> I, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> not not superficial by any mm-hmm. means, but um. I mean, no, no, no. That's what I mean to say. I think they're mm-hmm. just very superficial, but la, they're not la. fake. Like that's what they're they grew la, up la people. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And then you come over here and people are like, people have like these blue collar jobs that mm-hmm. get up to the point where like they have to think, uh, think white collar. Cause nowadays, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. nowadays, like people are making hundred thousand dollars a year and you're still considered poor. Exactly. Yeah. You need to go live in Sil- Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Oakland. Cause like I've been seeing a lot of Oakland lately. Oakland. Mm. Yeah, um, I moved to Oakland from East Palo Alto in 2004. Okay. And when I first moved there, the homeless uh, situation, it was there, it was present, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't overwhelming. And that's what's happening right now in Oakland is there's this mass wave of homelessness that You know, you have the term pop-up for food. No, there are pop-up communities, tent fam, you know, units that are popping up all over Oakland, all under the underpass, the um, anywhere there is an open space on the um, freeway entrance. in East Oakland, in the Fruitvale, there has been uh, several fires of um, encampments because yeah. the people have no place to go. And the one thing that I can say that the homelessness there, the homeless, are not hungry because there's a lot of food that are that's being given out daily. 
but they're they can't afford to live in Oakland. I mean, I'm having a problem living in Oakland. Well, I I think uh, I think Oakland's like the poster child for being gentrified. I think because um, you know if you if you start like let's say you go into a small community in Oakland, say West Oakland. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> like West Oakland, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you start putting things like. I mean, not Starbucks, but like stuff like stuff like Swarovski or fucking like Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. Now, because there's now because it's there, people are gonna see it as like a destination mm-hmm. because that stuff is there. Mm-hmm. So more people are gonna start going in there, and they're gonna be talked to by mm-hmm. some investors about you know changing this whole community. Mm-hmm. It is and Oakland is definitely changed. It has changed since I moved. I live in West Oakland, right? In the, they call it Uptown, but Uptown is on the other side of 24 (laughs) or 980. (laughs) So I'm on the, I guess, west west side of 980. You're you're not too far off from uh, Lake Merritt, I think. No, 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 no. I'm I'm closer to the bottoms, what they call the bottoms, which is by the West Oakland BART station. Market, okay, okay. Grand yeah. Market Street and West Grand. Where the fire, as a matter of fact, the fire that they just had last week, I was a part of the people that electricity was affected at two o'clock in the morning because all of a sudden I heard this pop in the house and you know I woke up and I noticed that everything the lights were off and I'm like I know PG&E did not cut off my PG&E at two o'clock in the morning come on (laughs) let me get there at five o'clock but yeah you know and then I started walking through the house because it was like a dead spirit which means the energy was there was no light, no no kind of electricity. And I went to the kitchen, and all I could see was this orange fireball. So, of course, everybody, wake up everybody in the house. Let's we get dressed. We go running around the corner. And the new complex that's right on a West Grand, up in flames. And wow. that's what's hap- That's what has been occurring in Oakland for like the last two years with all the new units that are being constructed in these different communities. For some reason, they are being vandalized, arson. That makes sense. I can't. I can't really speak about the people that do it, but I don't know. I I'm at a loss for words, actually. But uh, yeah, yeah. it's you know it's the double-edged sword you know i live in oakland i live in west oakland i live in that neighborhood but i wouldn't be able to afford a unit there i couldn't afford a um, studio oh it's expensive it's expensive it's it's ridiculous you know two thousand dollars for a studio apartment well (laughs) Moving on from that, though, coming from Oakland, we got the uh, Golden State Warriors. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I'm kind of torn because I'm a native San Franciscan, you know, so them (laughs) them coming back home. They're they're coming back over here. Chase Chase Arena. Yeah. Chase Arena is going to be built by next year. Champ, you want to say something about that? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> uh, champ, that's Zima. Zima, hey, that's the how champ. how you doing? Champ? Uh, sit, sit right there, champ. Hey, Get in between y'all's 
conversation. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, right. Oh, that was nice. That was I like one. that. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Want some headphones? Yeah, Got them right there. This one? Yeah. six o'clock everybody hey you're listening to mutiny radio.fm this is not happy hour there's no happiness everybody has covid19 no one is out the comedy scene is dead uh but tonight actually at seven o'clock you can go to the mutiny radio youtube you can subscribe and watch comedy from the bunker we're gonna have a bunch of different comedians from wherever they are zooming in doing sets be live on our mutiny radio youtube that you can subscribe to thanks john garside for hooking all of this up with your smarty pants super smarty pants and i'm gonna do this crazy thing with the zoom we're gonna be able to hear it we're gonna see what happens i don't know how technology works but i am down here at mutiny radio gonna play some music for you guys you're welcome to give me a call 415-550-0511 hey tell me what you're doing? How are you coping without stage time? <laughs> are you are you freaking out yet? Uh, we're gonna have some fun comedy tonight. I actually have to look at my jokes and see what I'm going to do. We'll keep enjoying music. This is I'm like newly obsessed with a band called the Death Grips because surprise, Westworld. Westworld 3 is out and there's this amazing song on the soundtrack and I'm like, this is an incredible song. Oh, it's this, this new music. Turns out they're from like 2012 and before. So, ha ha ha. Joke's on me. Old stuff is still cool. So, uh, listen to a little Death Grips and then I'm going to be playing some more stuff from the Westworld soundtrack because it's so good. Don't you love Westworld? Isn't it the smartest show on TV? Yeah, yeah, give me a call, 415-550-0511, mutinyradio.fm. Is full blown. Career kill 
suicidal vibes For I'm here at 50 Dream about splitting your bitches' thighs And touch the unknown eyes Touch the keys and in your mind Can't delete it and soon you'll find How bad you need it all the time Put your shawl, put your shawl Fuck yourself, fuck yourself Shiva slashing through your flat screen is nowhere for you to hide. Drink old by Anaconda, don't the soundtrack of world genocide. My dogs turned off since silver spoons, vampire on the rise. Fuck a shop and a couple brains, put them in the zone and on the grind. Dead matter disposing from the mountains without fakes. Catch and release, release. time release, force capsules, follow the way the savage beast.
chops a must No big hair Songs mean a lot When songs are bought And so are you Face right down to the practice
country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat me a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. Peaches come from a can, they were put there by a man in a factory downtown. I love you, but you're bringing me down. New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. Like a rat in a cage, pulling minimum wage. New York, I love you. But you're bringing me down. New York is safer, and you're wasting my time. Our records all show you were filthy but fine. But they shuttered your stores when you opened the door. Who were bored once they'd run out of crime? New York, you're perfect. Oh, please don't change a thing. 
mild billionaire mares now convinced he's a king and so the boring collect I mean all disrespect in the neighborhood bars I'd once dreamt I would drink But you're freaking me out There's a ton of the twist But we're fresh out of shout Like a death in the hall That you hear through your wall New York, I love you But you're freaking me out I love you, but you're bringing me down New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down Like a death of the heart Jesus, where do I start? But you're still the one pool where I'd happily drown
let the radio audience listening audience know uh, that starting at 7 o'clock we're going to have a live Zoom YouTube thing on the Mutiny Radio YouTube. Subscribe to that and watch us live. I'm going to have the audio here so stay tuned for that. You've been listening to music this past hour because I wanted to play music. Okay, here's more Smashing Pumpkins through the eyes of Ruby. to uh, connect this to oh no uh, there we go no damn it and I've got Pencil. you I've got uh, I've got this plugged into the board here and so I'm actually pulling oh. audio out live here on mutiny radio so that's awesome. exciting <laughs> so I'm getting this getting it to go into uh, I put some mints near my window. They were pre-screened. I know a guy. Who knows a guy? Who knows Bob Sicamano? I'm working some of the times. But those times are in the past. I wanted to find the whole me. So I looked in the middle. Hey, that's my material man. What are you, materialistic? I saw a light on in the bathroom. But it was in somebody else's apartment. Man, binoculars are expensive. I thought I had it all, but I just ran out. Now I can't do laundry. Could we possibly? Absolutely. Existence can't happen till it happens. The only exception is bullshit preceding the bull in a china shop. I closed all my browser tabs to save memory, but now I can't remember anything. I wanted some mindless entertainment, but I paid too much attention. And now I am broke. I deleted my browser history because it was a textbook case. It said, are you sure? And I said, you were a history. I smoked weed that had no expiration date, 
and now I'm like this permanently. If the sky was falling, which way's up? If I see you eye to eye, can either of us see anything else? I got a comforter. It's more comfortable than me. Beer comes in cans and bottles, that's gross. I got a notification in the mail today. It said please check your mail. I sent a thank you card, but I haven't mailed it. Beer nuts sure have got balls, to sell a product that contains no beer. I like to stretch rubber bands. They need the exercise. I'm hearing impaired, but only when I'm not listening. I built the perfect chair, but it was uncomfortable. I have a moral compass app on my phone, but I need to keep recharging it. The only thing to fear is fear itself. Isn't that a double whammy? I'm already afraid. Isn't settling up contradictory? Motions the handing money into the sky. When all is lost, you find everything. Message in a bottle reads, help yourself. I lost a small package. Not a huge problem. I tried to sleep, but I got tired. I wrote a bit that killed. It was underscored in shock. I abbreviated doing well to well, and now I can't stop thinking about it. When your past catches up with you you're at a standstill. I tried to take pause, and now we're in reruns. I tried to compare then and now, and now it's later. I have odd times every other so often. I used to be really good, but there was a mix-up and now I'm just good. Really. I once was alone, but now I'm too lone. I have a car. But it drives me crazy. I tried to deliver a joke, but they sent it back. Now I have to write it all over again. I have indoor cat food, but I keep it outside. Diet Coke needs to improve their self-image. I bought something new yesterday, and today I returned it for false advertising. My faucet is hard to predict. It runs hot and cold. I had a time window, but now I'm of time and it's just a window. You have been a mild and peppered audience, you really have, I can hear you from here, Martha. Thanks and good night, this is Aqua Q. In my mind I'm watching a full-length movie on YouTube With Michael Spiegelman and Carl, like me, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Carl, that was a beautiful theme song. Thank you. Written by James Taylor. What? <laughs> I gave you so much money for this. <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we are better known by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, and that is how you can find us on your podcast app. You can find us on our great YouTube channel. And uh, what we do is we watch a full-length movie with you. You watch the movie on YouTube, and you listen to us at the same time. If you're too lazy for that, I recommend going to our YouTube channel. Carl has just synced five of our episodes to the respective movies. We have yes. Dante's Inferno, The Golden Gate Murders, They're Playing With Fire, P. 
Peter Pan and Dr. Jekyll and Miss Hyde. And if you're on YouTube, they're playing with fire has boobs. <laughs> so check that out. It's fantastic. We already have 236 views in three days uh, on that one. Oh, really? Uh, everyone else has seven views. Yeah, Golden Game Murder, seven views. Dante Zaverto, two. Sorry. Anyway, so oh, yeah. we'll, what we'll do, we're going to watch a movie. Okay. Uh, Carl, what is the movie? Okay. Today we are watching On the Right Track. On the Right Track, 1981. That's what you put in your YouTube search engine. On the Right Track, 1981. Hit enter. And we right. will like the channel 80s, 90s movies. Okay? Eight. Oh, that sounds like an interesting channel. Yeah. So make sure that you have click on that link. Hit pause, rewind to zero, 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 and buffer. All right. Yeah, sounds good. So I'm doing the same thing on the right track, 1981. There it is. Click, and I uh, hit pause, and I move the timer back to zero, zero, zero. And what we're going to do is we'll have a countdown, and when the countdown goes, you play the movie. And I am very excited, Carl. Yes. I may be locked in my apartment going fucking batshit trying, not to, trying to live another day, but we have none other. Hmm. And the Countdown King, uh -huh. the maestro of the seven numerals, <laughs> Mr. 321 himself, the man who has a podcast right before us here on MutinyRadio.fm, where we stream every Sunday at 2 p.m., courtesy of station manager, number one superstar, Pam Benjamin. We please give it up? Let's get ready to brumba. You know, the world don't move to the beat of just one brum. We please give it up for Paul Brumba. Hi, Paul. Yeah. Hey guys, it's great to be here. I'm really happy and honored to be here and alive. Yep. We're ready to do this thing. Yep. On the right track, 1981. Yeah. I was on the right track right. in 1981. Yeah. You guys know the drill. Put your. Go ahead, guys. Colin, I want to wish you. I gotta say, a happy, happy birthday. birthday! Happy birthday to Paul Brumba. Happy birthday. April 16th. To our listeners. Yeah, you're oh, 56 you years Thank old. You guys, I appreciate that. There you go, I'll be 50 all old. over again. <laughs> 156. <laughs> all right, guys, here we go. You guys know the drill, and let's do this in birthday style so we can blow out that candle. Let's do this thing yeah. in three, two, one, go. 20th Century Fox. Do, 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 That's do. a big ball. Zephyr Productions. Zephyr was created just oh, to promote Gary Coleman. Really? So this uh, is a Gary Coleman movie. Do, do, do. And Lee Phillips just exists. Gary Coleman. And we're supposed to learn from this scene that Chicago's just fucking nuts. Yeah, this one. Carl, I have a bad <laughs> movie rule. If the movie sucks balls before the credit ends, it's a bad movie. So just watching a, a woman, an old lady, flip over a, a assailant before the, the uh, credits show. end, yeah, not a good sign. Oh, Maureen, Maureen Stapleton. Stapleton. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Is that her right there? No. No. This is a lady we won't see again. They break a, We do see her again, but they break a movie rule. They're starting off with not a hero, which is a, which is a no-no in movies. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, our favorite movie, the uh, 
bailout with uh, David uh, Hassel. Uh, mm-hmm, what's yeah. his name? Hasselhoff. Does the same thing. Hasselhoff that does the same thing. They, it starts off with a guy driving his car, and we never see him again. Well, no, we do see him again. He was the bail bonds boss, the owner. But yeah, but he but he's, right. He was not. That's not the way you start the film. So we start with this lady here. Now, by the way, we got to give a big shout out to the lockers and and uh, the train station because I've never seen one in the last fifteen years. Yep. So God bless. I don't even see lockers in bowling alleys anymore. Okay, now the lady she finds a free locker. She opens it up, and what does she discover? Gary Colvin. What a lucky kid. You know, when this movie, Gary Coleman was born the same year I was. So, I, you know, he's a celebrity that I grew up with, and I always associated everything with Gary Coleman. And when I saw this movie in, uh, back in the day, I was so jealous that uh, he got to sleep in his own locker. <laughs> he, oh, he's got a Donald Trump mask. He's got a double, very good. He's got a double locker situation. So it's like an apartment for him, about his size. That's because his other roommate moved out and he was able to take the space. Never got a new roommate. Shoeshine boy. Now, I know I'm obsessed by Gary Coleman because he, we were the same age. Uh-huh. And I know that he was obsessed by trains, and he opened up a model train store in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. He was obsessed Denver, with model Denver. trains. Uh, model trains, absolutely. So it's nice to see him in a leading role at a train station. I know it's essential. And this is Union State. Oh, when his career began. He used to travel here into Chicago a lot for like roles, you know, ki- little kid jobs. Right. So now is the part of the his, film in which we learn that his name is Lester and he's got a million friends in Chicago's Union Station where he lives. Huh. He's talking to one right Just now. Just like in real life. He, this guy owns the pizza shop. You might recognize him from Golden Girls. He was the ex-husband of B. Arthur. Yeah, well, I recognize his mustache from uh, the 70s porno movie uh, Tight Jeans. <laughs> My God, look. So 81, so he's been doing different strokes, the TV show where he's, where, which launched him. Yeah. Two years. Right. So at the height, he got the movie. He, well, he didn't. He made this happen, or his agent, or whatever. They they formed a company, and they said, "Look, we gotta capitalize on this now. Get you in a movie." And that's why this is his yeah. first movie ever. And it, he didn't get like go audition for a role. They said, "Let's write a star vehicle." Gotcha. He said, "As long as the vehicle are trains, because as Mike Spiegelman says, I'm obsessed by trains." Now here, oh, there's a comic book. Roth Hyman. Hyman Roth, Hyman Roth. That's Hyman Roth? <laughs> no, but it sure looks like him, right? <laughs> it sure looks like him. <laughs> now I got to go to Israel. But what do they know? Michael, this deal is bigger than U.S. steel. We watched The, the Godfather. We never watched Godfather 2 together, but I told you my father hated Hyman Roth from Godfather 2. He said it was the worst Jewish character he's ever seen. Yeah, yeah. They make, In The Godfather, it made the Jews look bad. They're like, thank God we weren't Italian. <laughs> I don't think it made the Jews <laughs> look bad. Hyman Roth was extremely powerful. 
Yeah, but he's the kind of guy that like gives Jews a bad name, or that people think Jews. Uh, oh, he has got a pot belly there. I was hoping I could see him shirtless. I've never seen Gary Coleman at that age shirtless. Thank you, movie. This is Bill Russell, who was a very famous basketball star, and he led the Boston Celtics to nine straight NBA titles. They won eleven in total, so he is a big deal. Wow. He's tall. He's like three or four Gary Coleman's. <laughs> Also, he was, like, notoriously a jerk, and people in Boston didn't like him, even though he wins for them, you know? He refuses to have autographs. Right. He also he also appears in a movie where it takes place in Chicago. Was that like a fuck you, or is he from yeah, Chicago? He, <laughs> this was originally going <laughs> to be in New York when they first wrote it. Uh, as a matter of fact, it had another title called New York Loves Lester. Um, New York Love Lester. Let me try. Uh, excuse me. Two tickets, please, for New York Love I can't do it. Love Love Lester. I would not do Gary Coleman said, come on, guys. New York. I'm from Chicago. Is he really from Chicago? Yes. And, well, this, a suburb of. And when he first started acting and going for roles, he would go into uh, Union Station through Chicago with his parents. This is how he started out. So this is sort of near and dear to him. Now, he's only 12 years old right here. Wow. Now, this guy's saying, he's, you know, he's a doctor. And it's like, what kind, What are you doing lately? He goes, and he says, artificial insemination. Do you know what that is? And he goes, yeah, it's sex without the fun. Okay, look, here's <laughs> real shoeshine guys, right? And now... Right. Uh, bunker here sees like a scab. Oh my God. Yeah, this is big news. I read about that in the Chicago Tribune front page. Now it's basically. Uh, everyone's on the phone. Just Ah. Uh, don't do that, mister. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Now we're going to learn that Lester has this special ability. For some reason, and it's inexplicable in the movie, we never learn why, he can pick winners right. for the horse races. Dancing Doll, Fish Dream, and Latest Song. That's the trifecta today. See, I was about to say you should wear a mask when that guy sneezes, but you know, that's just me now. Now this is pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was ahead of his time wearing a gorilla mask. Okay, here's Maureen Stanton. Oh, and she's a homeless person? Yes. Uh, Mike, that's not the really right way to say it. If it's okay with you, we prefer right. person of homelessness. Uh, actually, the unhoused. The unhoused. The unhoused. I, I guess she's a hobo, right? She's a rummy? Mike, back Mike. Then? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she is a person of hobonequitous. I get uh, Gary Coleman and Dabney Coleman mixed up, and I get Gene Stapleton and Maureen Stapleton mixed up. So, yeah. Oh, here's the arcade. All right, just drop me off here, Carl. I'm going to hang out here for the rest yeah. of the movie. Well, you know, so am I because I'm such a lech. And here she is, our love interest. 
Oh, really? Wow, way to go, 12-year-old. Yeah. No, 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 not the 12-year-old. <laughs> you might recognize her from Beverly Hills Cop. She was, like, the childhood friend of Eddie Murphy, and they tried um, to solve the mystery. Right, the one who gets killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's only in, like, 15 minutes in that movie. She's good in that movie, too. Like, she's she's actually kind of starts the film, you know? Yeah. It's amazing. You watch these celebrities in their movies, and, you know, their films are grounded. Beverly Hills Cop is grounded. She grounds the film. Die Hard, John McClane has a boo-boo, and it hurts. Yeah. And then, you know, sequels come, and we just forget about it. You know, let them do whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter anymore. Jump off World Trade Center, and he rolls to the bottom. Oh, ouch, that's smart. Oh, oh, jeez. Um, yeah, I know. Oh, man. Is, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you. This is – um. She was born in Saudi Arabia. I think that was really quite weird. Yeah. Well, I also think it's weird that she's just she happens to be the one working at the arcade. Well, she's a spider, right? And she even has right. an audition tonight. So we best of luck, lady. Now, when she was a young uh, girl, she was in, like, My Three Sons and Gunsmoke. But when she grew up, she was, like, a lot of TV, The Amazing Spider-Man. But we know her from Officer and a Gentleman and Beverly Hills Cop. Right. Well, I, I have to say, I mean, she's great in Beverly Hills Cop. Her name's Jill Pauline. And in this movie, she's Lisa. And she's the sweetest, sweetest thing. Yeah. Right. I'm surprised there's not more kids in this arcade. Well, we're going to meet a toughy tough kid. Actually, we already met him, who later robs him. Oh, no. Uh, what Jill is doing is, like, nicey-nice stuff, like, t you know, getting him away from, t you know, the it's like test your knowledge game. Why do I got to play this learning thing? What, it was like a love meter game. Okay, so Archie oh, that's a tries to get help from the cop. And the cop's like, call the, call the so-and-so department. I like how uh, the arcade machines don't look real at all. No? God, this, this, this station has it all. It's got hamburgers, pizza, video games. Oh, it's Union Hot dogs. It's like our Penn Station. I say our like you're still here. Well, you know, I remember Port Authority had a bowling alley, right? And an off-track track yep. betting uh, office in there. There was OTB and there was a bowling alley and there was everything in there. Something to eat, newsstands. You could even get a bus. Yeah. Right, yeah. Last bus at 1230, get back to New Jersey. Yeah. I know that uh, Grand Station had a record store in there. I, I I shoplifted from that record store. Really? How'd you do it? Tell me about it. I never heard the story. Well, it was winter. I was with Tom Crawl and John Skullnick. Uh, I had a big wintry overcoat. And so we were in there looking through the records. And so I took, just by impulse, by whim, that's the only way I could do it. It wasn't a heist. I took uh, right. Ghost in the Machine by the police. And I, I put it between my belly and the bin. Right. And I kept looking at records and then I just inched it down until I could slip it up 
my stomach side of my jacket. Then I put my hands in my pocket and gripped. Right, to hold the director. Left and right. And then I said very loudly to Tom and John, I got to go pee. I'll be right back. And then I walked out. (laughs) Wow. Whoa. So they, you were just hustling. And it took them forever to come out of the record store. They were like, dude, we thought you said you were going to come back. Okay, now. I never said that. He's fantasizing. Jill is like, someday you'll get married. So he's fantasizing it. And they're going to do it. Yeah. They're going to have artificial insemination? Yeah. Gross. Wait, what? do not disturb for two 12-year-olds? It's, um, they look eight? It, it's just a joke, Mike. It wasn't child pornography. And by artificial, they, they are talking about the fish. The, the, wait, artificial. Artificial. There's a pun there, and I haven't found it yet. Okay. There was this assassin. His name was Artie, right? Artificial. And uh, he'll do any job for any price. You, you must have seen that headline, Artie Chokes 3 at the AMP for a dollar. Yeah, it might have choked Artie, but it ain't going to choke Stymie. Choke Stymie? Oh, that oh, was Rascals, you never saw that episode? No, I probably, you know, I probably did. Probably did. Well, Stymie finds an artichoke and he like peels back each one of those little leaves, leaves, until he gets to the middle and there's nothing in there and he's all upset and he goes, "It might have choked Artie. It's not gonna choke Stymie." <laughs> I didn't write it. Nice. So right now it's like what yeah. love and we're learning that like not only is he a sharp kid who's quick witted. But he's sensitive. See, the outside world beat him down. He's an orphan, and he will not leave Union Station. He won't go onto the street. He's deathly afraid of it. Oh, really? He did, he's been in the station? Yep, he lives wow, in he's... The lockers. He does his shoe shining. Right. He's deathly afraid of leaving. Huh. And he's working on his own business. Wow. This guy has got it all. That's right. So, like, really, he's got nothing, but he does have it all. So when he finally has something, that's when his world starts to crumble. So I'm looking at the movies that are hosted by uh, 80s, 90s movies. Yeah. And we've done about a dozen of these. There's Hamburger, the motion picture. Right. Uh, then there's also, I just saw it. Uh, on the right track, which you're watching, National Men in White. That's great. Men in White. Joysticks. That was great, Joysticks. Oh, hey, you know what? They have, I, I, I see a movie. We're going to do it next week. I'm sorry, but okay. uh, I, I, we have to do uh, Mac and Me, which uh, it's, it's been talked a lot about. Oh, my science project, The Joy of Sex, with National Lampoon's Joy of Sex. Uh, and then uh, Loose Screws, Screwball 2, which uh, you weren't around for. I, I did that with. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now we've got the love interest. 
meeting the love interest, okay? Now, this guy, he uh -huh. is like a sort of cop. He's in charge of child services, and he's been called down by Archie Bunker because there's this, you know, orphan. So they're trying to is find... Archie going to even smoke a cigar? What about that? He's one of those guys that walks around with an unlit cigar in his mouth. Yeah. Well, he's a movie stereotype. And now yeah. they're meeting... You never see people. I understand you know a kid named Lester. Yeah. And what do you think she says? Uh, I don't know Lester. He looks... He definitely looks like he's from Chicago, right? He's got the the fur hair and the fur beard and the yeah. loose tie. And he looks like he's from the seventies. Yeah, he breathes through his mouth. Yeah. Now this guy was born in Brooklyn. His name's Michael Lemback. Today he's a director, but you might recognize him from One Day at a Time, Mackenzie Phillips' husband. Yeah. All right. Also, on Mary Hartman, he was the newscaster. I never had a chance to watch Mary Hartman or Fernwood Tonight. No, I watched Mary Hartman. It was on syndication during the 80s briefly. But other than that, I just those are lost shows to me. I would love to see them. It wasn't great, Mary, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. It was like soap opera-y. And... <clears throat> but what was the deal? It was an actual soap opera? It, it, it appeared five days Five nights a week? No, no, I no. It was once a week, in the sense that Dallas right. is a soap opera. It was that kind of soap. Right, opera. right, like yeah. Now the cool credit this guy's got is the Croft Super Show. He was Captain oh, Cool yeah. of the band Captain Cool and the Kongs. <laughs> I wonder if he had his beard for Captain Cool. Well, it. He, I remember his beard from One Day at a Time. Um, yeah, absolutely. And you're talking about the original series, not the most recent one. Okay, so they found Lester. There he is, and they're doing the chase. Here they are on the subway train. Oh, no. Oh, and there's Marine. Yep. Say hello to my sister, Jean. Is that uh -oh. right? No, I don't know. Okay, because I'm not that in the research. Oh, uh, you caught him. Yeah, put the cuffs on me. Haul me away, you crook. If I may say what I said to Bruce Willis when he said something confusion, what are you talking about, Bruce? Don't bring me down, Bruce. Yeah, what was up with that? Who the fuck is Bruce? I never got that. Bruce was a, is like a, a stereotypical gay name in the late 70s, and that's what ELO was singing right. about. Don't bring me down, Bruce. Don't bring me down 70s homosexual. Oh, I, thank you. Uh, Jeff Lynn, way to go. Right. Never knew. Out on the dance floor having a good time at a club like a studio 54 and bruce is like being a shit he's being a downer come on bruce gotcha great song nah. you sure <laughs> now oh my god they, i'm not just cornered there oh he's not going outside 
So how is he going to bet on horses in the third act? Now, he gets uh, to the street, and they go like, see, it's fine up here. And then there's a shootout. Oh, my God. They can't even, even Chicago is that bad that even in a Gary Coleman movie, there's a shootout? <laughs> 20 minutes into the film. And this isn't exactly the South Side. It's Union Station. Union Station. Now, back oh, he's stuck 70s. outside. I know this is 1980, but the 70s was two seconds ago. They would have these wide-ass cars. You really could comfortably see three in the front. Well, if one was Gary Coleman. No. <laughs> like you're riding on a couch, you know. It wasn't Bucket. Oh, the foster home. Yeah, yeah it's the 14th Street uh, shelter. And he's saying, you're going to love it here. And then we see this scary, scary guard. Here she comes. All right. Now watch. He'll look at the camera. You hate that. He's going to look straight into the camera like I told you so. Yeah, you know what? It's his movie. He can look in the camera if he wants. Okay, here it comes. And we see her face. And he goes, uh-oh. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> he's looking at the couple. Okay, so now um, Mackenzie Phillips' husband will totally be asking her out on a date. Right. And she's like, I don't go with people who lock up little children. Uh, <laughs> hey, you want to go out and play pinball? I work at an arcade. Oh, fuck. Well, he's <laughs> oh, that's awkward. ice capades. Yeah, yeah, I do like when uh, when movies come out in the beginning of a decade and they look like the previous decade. You know, they can't help it. Yeah, they can't. It was two seconds ago. Two now, seconds ago. This is um, friendlies. They're ice out cream to lunch, shop. and and that's all it's going to be for Jill. But for my, his name's Frank in the film. But for this Michael, right? I just want you to know he became a director, and he directed the Santa Claus Two and the Santa Claus Three. Oh, the Tim Allen Santa Claus. Yup. I checked. Wow. He is now a full-time TV director. He directed twenty episodes of Friends. Oh, cha-ching! Way to go, sir. One that he won an Emmy for. So he left acting, and he's a director now. Yeah, no, that's uh, those are good credentials. Oh, what's up with that caricaturist and the the friendlies drawing a picture of him? Yeah, we never see a payoff to that. 